Hey friends. Welcome to the Field Guide to Particle Physics. This is your informal guide to the subatomic ecosystem that we're all immersed in. In this series, we'll explore the taxa of particle species and how they interact with one another. Our aim is to give us all a better foundation for understanding our place in the universe. This is the guide to the field guide. The field guide itself starts with a host of different particle species. We'll talk about their masses, their charges, and their interactions with one another. We'll talk about how they're created and how they decay, and what other particles they might be made of. Before we begin, we'll visit some of the most important ideas in understanding particle physics just to make sure that we're all on the same page. So to that end, here are some frequently asked questions about elementary particles. First, what is a particle? A particle is a small packet of energy. It's nature's organizational scheme for energy, and energy, so far as we can tell, is never created or destroyed. But it can change forms. Particles can exist for a moment or for an eternity, but they don't really have a distinct existence. Unlike birds, trees, or people, who have their own distinct features or personalities, Particles of the same species are completely indistinguishable. For example, it is physically impossible to tell one proton from another. This crucial fact has a lot of fascinating implications for the world that we live in. How big is a particle? Particles may or may not have a definite size, although it's usually fine to think of them as really, really small. A particle's size usually is determined by their kind of inner workings by their constituent components. For example, the atom is only as big as the size of the electron's orbits, whereas a proton is almost a million times smaller. Elementary particles, like electrons, don't appear to have any kind of internal structure whatsoever, so these particles don't have a well-defined size. What is a charge? Particles are constantly pushing and pulling on each other. A particle's charge, like an electric charge, determines how strong it can push or pull. In fact, a great example is the electric charge. Opposite charges attract and like charges repel. Electrons and protons have equal and opposite electric charges, which is why they attract to form atoms. Charges are associated with the forces of nature, like the electromagnetic force. But there are also the strong and weak nuclear forces and each has its own kind of charge. In some sense, the mass is the charge for the force of gravity. Incidentally, force is just another kind of word for another kind of particle, and we'll learn all about them in this guide. Two particles of the same species are indistinguishable, which means they always have identical charges. What is a particle's mass? Well, like you or I, particles can have mass. It's important to remember that there's a difference between mass and weight, but that they're proportional to one another. Weight typically includes the effect of gravity. That is, weight is equal to mass times gravity. So on Mars, you'll have the same mass as you do on Earth, but will experience a very different weight. Of course, particles are so light that usually gravity has very little influence on their day-to-day -day life. Hey, for particles, is it mass or energy? Well, it's both. You see, a particle's mass and energy are related. E equals mc squared. This is arguably the most famous equation in all of physics. It tells us one important thing. 
that just as weight is proportional to mass, energy is also proportional to mass. This fact has interesting consequences. Mass is also proportional to energy, and that means any kind of energy. So if you have a bunch of particles zooming around like bees in a closed box, and that box is just sitting on the floor somewhere, that box's mass is increased by an amount proportional to the energy of those particles zooming around inside the box. That constant of proportionality is a doozy, though. It's the speed of light squared, c squared, which is 9 with 16 zeros after it. So mass is equal to energy divided by 9 with 16 zeros after it. So those particles will have to have a lot of energy to appreciably change the mass of the box. One of the best ways to compare particle species with one another is by comparing their masses. Particles of the same species, of course, have precisely the same mass. Hey, you keep talking about mass in terms of MeV. What is an MeV? Well, because E is equal to mc squared, physicists like to measure mass in units of energy. Kind of like how we talk about mass in units of pounds, when pounds could be a force. Volts are a pretty standard way to measure electrical energy. Your wall outlet is somewhere between 120 and 240 volts, which multiplied by a particle's electric charge give us the energy. That is, energy is equal to electric charge times volts. So roughly speaking, an electron with charge E comes out of your wall socket with well over 100 volts times the electric charge, or 100 electron volts of energy. We call an electron volt EV for short. A convenient way to measure energy in particle physics is the mega electron volt, or MEV. One mega electron volt is one million electron volts, which really isn't as big as it sounds. The mass energy of a hydrogen atom is about 1,000 MeV. Say, what is a particle's lifetime? Well, many particles don't live forever, and they decay to other things. Particles will always decay into particles that have a smaller mass, because otherwise energy wouldn't be conserved. Energy is always conserved. Any leftover energy is typically converted into the motion of newly formed particles. Particle lives are typically quite short. It's not uncommon for a particle to decay after nanoseconds, picoseconds, 10 to the minus 19 seconds. The decay of a particle is a random event governed by quantum physics. And because it's random, we can't predict exactly how long particles will live, but we can give a pretty detailed estimate. So when we talk about a particle's lifetime, we mean it kind of as an average. This has been an installment of the Field Guide to Particle Physics, a copyrighted production of the Poseidon Institute. Thank you so much for listening. For a full, free, online copy of the Field Guide, please visit our website at Poseidon.org or follow us on Instagram. We've got a lot of other resources for you there. At the Poseidon Institute, we're on a mission to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. Come learn with us. 